Welcome, everybody. It's the WP Radio Podcast. It's uh, Home Away From Home. It's our series we're doing with MyKey. And on today's podcast, we have uh, two uh, account managers with uh, MyKey. And first, we have Christy Harris, and you're a team leader with the U.S. group? Yep, that's right. Okay. And then we have Sean Van Loon. And Sean, you're a pod leader. That's correct. All right, we'll get into that in a second, what that is. All right, and you guys are both account managers with MyKey. Correct. Excellent. So, Sean, how long have you been with MyKey? Let's start with that. I've been with MyKey for about a year and a half now. Yeah? And how did you find MyKey? I found MyKey online. Um, I was searching for a job. I came from the travel industry. Okay. Uh, So I was in travel for about 10 years. Uh, So I was kind of looking to obviously stay in the travel industry, but with COVID and the pandemic, I unfortunately lost my job in the travel industry. Oh, wow. So I tried to find something that was relatable. Um, so I did an extensive search, um, and I just stumbled across it on, on Indeed, and I was like, oh, this sounds, sounds cool. incredible. It sounds like something that I was into. I'm like, okay, it is booking accommodations. I do that as a travel agent, and I was, really thought I could help people, and it looked like something that I'd be, uh, I'd be good at. So I, I threw my hat in, and, and here I am. Awesome. And what about yourself, Christy? How did you start? Uh, Sean brought me, actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, Sean and I worked together previously in the travel industry, and he was a couple months in and told me what amazing company it was and told me I should apply, and here I am as well. Okay. And so, you're a team lead in the U.S., so what does that mean? So, I take care of the relationship that we have with insurance agencies in the U.S., so making sure that we are taking care of them correctly, making sure everything's being done. If there needs to be any changes, I'm the one that's in the back end making sure that the rest of the account managers are doing what what they'd like us to do and making sure we're doing that correctly. And that's U.S. only? I predominantly, yeah, U.S. I do, we still take care of everything. We're kind of a jack of all trades for many of us, but. So, U.S. is English, Spanish for the most part, right? I so, do not speak Spanish. All right, I, I wish gonna, I, I was, did, but I, I do not. <laughs> I was going to ask. And Sean, do you speak French? I do not speak French, no. Oh, wow. But I know you guys do have bilingual um, account managers. We do, yes. Yeah, yeah, because yep. we covered that off in another yep. podcast. And I was like, the things you got to think of, right, obviously, sure. because you're dealing with clientele. And I'd used my key, actually, for my accommodations last night. And when I went in, I went into the French side of the site. And I was like, I hope this works. These look like nom, looks like name. I'm yep, pretty good. Go. <laughs> and I couldn't get it to convert over. It was just my computer. It wasn't you guys. But I was laughing the whole time going, this is so crazy. I'm going to be having you guys on the podcast, and I'm using your site. So really easy to use. I got to tell you, it's fantastic. I loved it. It was really neat. Um, but what is a pod leader? Uh, you know, it sounds something like out of Star Wars. Yeah. So pod leaders are, we take our team, and we break it into small little pods, Um, And we do that just for more of a support basis. So if you're working on something and you're out of the office, say you're at a a golf tournament for the day, uh, people within your pod will... Go figure. (laughs) People in your pod will look after uh, your business. So everything that comes in. So customers, we have 24-7 service. Customers are always and adjusters are always looked after. So if it's not me, it's someone within the pod. And then... Through, a, through the pod, we'll also have, we'll have targets, we'll have uh, agendas and goals and things like that. So I, I lead the pod and, and make sure that everyone's looking out for one another and staying positive and uh, we, we help as many people as we can. So how many peas are in your pod? How many people? We have four people in each pod. And then how many people do you have reporting to you out of the U.S.? So are you the same kind of thing? Are you a pod leader or are you more of a... So we have pods, but then we also have a Canada... 
lead and then a US lead to take care of both of them, but most of the pods do both. Okay. So a lot of us will do both as required and as needed. And do you speak to clients yourselves as well? Yep, we're okay. both still in the account manager role as well. So oh, we wow. are still on the front lines every day. So um, as an account manager, what's the most interesting f for you, Christy, what's the most interesting one you've had? There are always interesting yeah, things that I feel guess. like happening. Um, I guess the most interesting is I feel like it was touched on in a previous podcast, but there's all kinds of animals that people have now yeah. and hamsters and fish and reptiles and all kinds of things that you have to figure out how you're going to transport this fish from their home to somewhere else temporarily, which is always interesting. Yeah, I never thought about reptiles. Yeah, yeah and reptiles is... most hotels don't accept them, and yeah. lots of temporary properties don't either. Their policies are for cats and dogs, so it's always interesting when there's other pets involved. Okay, and what about yourself? Um, most interesting, I, the other day I had a vandalism one, and it was it's a different case because this person didn't know if they were targeted for vandalism, and they were like, okay, so when I tried to find them something, it was, they're very keen on safety. Um, one of her uh, key fobs for her vehicle were stolen, so she oh. worried about parking, and she worried about where they were, if they knew where I was, or my house, or knew I was out of town, do they know where I am now? Um, oh, was, interesting. Yeah, what was stolen was obviously her ID, um, and her credit cards, and things like that, so when booking, um, it was just a different one for me, mostly we have a fire, flood, natural disaster, so this sure. one was, it was a safety one where she was, really concerned about her safety, so we put her in, um, we went around to different hotels, she went around, I gave her a list of ones closest to her house, she went and checked them out, and then we, I basically talked right to the hotel, told them the situation that we were in, told them that we would obviously look after the incidentals, we'd be looking after the billing, tell them that, uh, obviously she's looked after, and make sure that she's safe, called her the next morning and made sure that she was comfortable where she was. No, is that an insurance matter or just a personal matter? That was an insurance matter. Oh, so her house was broken into and heavily oh, vandalized. Okay. Um, right. So it was vandalized so much that they had to, yeah, they're going to have to like go in and paint or restore things. And um, so she did need temporary housing and she was, she's out for at least two weeks. That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. All right. So now that's the most interesting. What is the, you know, so you get cats and stuff like your cat claims now do you guys go on like 20 24 7 alert how does that when you how do you guys know what's happening so with a cat do you guys get notified like hey we're going to be bombarded today is there alerts or do you guys just get like weather updates like the rest of us or do you guys get put on like little red light going off in your office like hey it's coming yeah, like hang tight. It's it's kind of a bit of both. Um, we do we can create our own red light. Yeah. Um, it oh, is really? staying on the news. It is staying on the Weather Channel and kind of being ahead of what's coming. Um, but most of the time, it's just it's reactionary. So it's like, oh, we got a cat, and then it's all hands on deck. So we kind of jump to uh, obviously jump to our desk, jump to our headsets, and then start pre-calling accommodations to try to set apart, um, oh. to set aside accommodations knowing that things are going to happen. So this recent cat that came through Ontario, Quebec, excuse me, did that uh, cause, a, was there a lot for you guys on that end? There was a lot for us for sure. Um, cats are always tricky, right, because people want to stay close to home, but where their home was and close to home was also damaged. Yeah. So you kind of run out of inventory quickly, which is why we like to get ahead of the game. And we have a lot of, um, 
a lot of partners. So we have partnerships with hotels and a lot of our staff has worked with hotels and know people. Um, we have a lot of corporate housing partners that want to work with us. Um, we have a lot of people with Airbnb that love us, things like that. So it's the relationships that we make throughout the year that we keep that really help us when a cat does hit. Now, we're kind of good with our cats. We're, you know, we've big country, not as many people. Cats in California and stuff like that, that's got to be crazy. It can be a lot more difficult in the U.S., yeah. uh, depending on where it is. Wildfires, of course, we got a lot of those yeah. last year. Um, and that's when you, you can't be close to home. It's not safe to be close to home. A lot of times the fires are still going when we're moving people out, so it can be quite difficult. So do you, and again, this will be for both of you, but do you have out of province? Do you have to move them out of the province or out of state then? Can that, does that happen? We can. I mean, when people are on border lines, that happens more often, but most times we don't have to resort to that okay. unless it's really bad, and I don't think we've had to any time recently. Okay. Um, stuff like natural disasters like Katrina and stuff like that, um, I mean, I'm not sure how much that gets covered by insurance or how much it gets covered in the, like the relief stuff in the U.S. Is that something you guys just kind of you deal with as you go along? or I, I mean, I've asked Phil and them and they're not on the front line so do you how do you guys do it you just basically set them up for the first night and then worry about it after is that kind of how things work or it depends on the cat and how serious it is and how many people we have that need housing um, with hurricanes a lot of times that is it's wherever has power a lot of times we are just finding a hotel for the meantime to figure out what's been damaged and what's still around because there'll be other times when we're reaching out to our partners and they don't even know if their property is still okay because they haven't had a chance. They're working with their own house. They're trying to see if their yeah, yeah. other rental house is okay. So sometimes it does result in you just have to go to a hotel for a while and we've got those partnerships. So at least you've got somewhere safe, roof over your head, and then we figure it out from there and get you into longer term housing as, as fast as possible, depending on the circumstance. When we're talking about alternative, I think it's called alternative housing. Is that what you would refer yeah. to it as? So how's that changed the game for you guys? It can be easier in a lot of ways that we've made a lot of partnerships over the last couple of years with the rise in Verbo and Airbnb and things like that, where we have partnerships with owners that they just own one or two properties maybe that they rent out. Uh, so it does in some ways give us a lot more options as well, having those individual owners that are also want to work with us and get those long-term stays. Now, um, do you deal with the actual renter for Airbnb or do you deal with Airbnb? We deal with the host themselves. Oh, really? Yeah. So we'll, we'll message the host normally before booking, explain who we are, how this is going to work, explain that we are renting to people that are their neighbors, um, that they can help someone that is in their uh, neighborhood, um, that we are renting to people that are like homeowners, established homeowners, people that don't want to move out of their home, people that don't want to move out of their town, people that are really going to look after their, their property because as if they're their own, they could be two blocks from their home and in an Airbnb. So that's why Airbnb people like to, to book with us, hosts like us, it's usually a long-term thing. Um, and then we can also negotiate rates and things like that, talking directly to the host. Well, I guess it also, it's because then the kids can go to the same school and still exactly. do the same activities or whatever, play soccer, hockey, whatever they got to do. That makes sense. I mean, is the ultimate goal then to get them out of a hotel quickly and get them into an accommodation, I guess, accommodations? Yes. So we like to, and the um, insurance like to like housing. So if you own a three-bedroom home, 
we want to put you in something like a three-bedroom home, right? So that's, LKQ. So yeah. it's basically, so anything that you could probably um, find in the area that's, that makes them comfortable. If they're used to this, their insurance does cover this, so they want to make sure that it's like housing for sure. Yeah, I, I do that with uh, property claims, or when I was dealing with property claims, we called it LKQ, like kind and quality. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you guys are doing that. So if they had a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, that's what you look for? Yeah, from time to time, we will um, we'll get the, the lead from the adjuster sent in. We'll have the home address. We'll sometimes use Google Maps to see kind of, okay, what is this area that they're used to? Um, what is the, the look of their house? What are they accustomed to? And let, just like you said, it, for things like, oh, they have swimming lessons, they have, they have hockey practice, they go to school here, some people walk to school. We definitely try to p find things in their neighborhood and, and like housing And that's sure. got to happen quickly, right? It happens, yeah. We have to do that as fast as humanly possible. And Usually you said 24-7. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, I'll get back to you in the morning. It's not an answering service. you got live account managers talking 24-7. You bet. Wow, that's so cool. Um, now, being lead people, do you ever work the night shift? We all split the load. So oh, lots you do? Of, yeah, we do. So oh, we all okay. take a turn so that nobody has to work 24-7 or overnight okay. themselves. So yes, both of us have definitely done those the overnight? overnight shifts as well. Okay. So you know the energy drink thing. All right. It's not just me. All right. So yeah, no, I was, I'm always interested, right? Because as you talk to, I, I talk to lots of different people on the podcast and as they seem to get higher, they seem to do less and less of the, you know, the after hour stuff. So I find that very interesting. That's really cool. Um, so now you've only both been at it about a year and a half. So how yep. many cats have you been through? Oh, I don't actually know. Like, three? I was wondering four, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've had three or four, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both now, that. in your previous job, in what you did, you did real estate. No, you travel. travel. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say real estate for whatever reason. But you did travel. You weren't dealing with cat claims and those kind of stuff, right? It was just traditional. Yep. Leisure travel. Leisure travel. But that said, um, Cats do happen in travel as well. So, for example, if you book your bunch of clients down to um, the Caribbean and the Caribbean gets hit by a hurricane, you are responsible for those clients getting home and onto planes and changing their flights and oh, really? where they're going to stay. Um, so we are used to handling crisis. Um, obviously, the pandemic was a huge one. A lot of planes shut down. People were stranded all over the world. They are calling their travel agent to be, how am I going to get home? I'm stuck in South Africa and all everything is closed down. What are you going to do for me? Um, and that was a lot of, that was our travel catastrophe. And we were trying to travel. do everything that we possibly could to get, or can, to get everybody home safely uh, to their family members um, through any means possible, flying them sometimes four or five stopovers to countries they didn't know, but then you have to go through visa requirements and, and how long and whether or not that they got stranded there because of the pandemic, what would be the consequences of that, so. So did you guys see a change in how you did business with MyKey because of the pandemic? Like, did you guys have to go in and sanitize and is there stuff that you guys do on the front end or on the back end when people leave or how has that changed from the pandemic for you guys? So for us, we obviously work remotely, so we're just working from home. So what we do, there was a lot, for I sure. Um, people, a lot of like 
insured would want to go out and view the properties. Like, really? can, I, can I go see it before I move into it for six months? And we, those were shut down. People were like, I'm not going to have anybody in there. I'm not going to do this. And same with hotels and things like that. Um, they were very, you can't come in and see it and you can't do this yet. So it was, it was blind um, that we were booking. So that's where, that's where we really shine because we are able to have these relationships, know the product that we are selling. So these corporate partners of ours, these um, air, hotels that we have partnerships with, and be like, you can trust that this is going to be a good place for your family, despite not knowing anything, going in there and viewing it first. So did you have less inventory in the alternative market then as a result, like the Airbnb and the VRBO, I think you called it? Verbo, yeah. Verbo? Yes. What is Verbo? Verbo is basically the same as Airbnb in many ways. It's just another platform that individual owners can have their properties up there for rent. So what does Verbo stand for? I have no idea. I only learned it was Verbo and not VRBO recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard a commercial, so that's oh, okay. the way they say it. All right. so. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Verbo. <laughs> okay. I thought it was like Radican or Ratuin or whatever. Yeah. I have no Ver idea. Vacation oh, rentals? Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Vacation yes. rentals by owner. Good Cal. Uh, that's, yeah, no, I had no idea. I, I get the Airbnb thing. But did that change? So did your Airbnb people become a lot more stringent or whatever or have a lot more requirements? Or There were a lot more rules put in place too. Like a lot of our, our properties instituted new rules. Airbnb is also one that instituted new rules where they had a checklist of what needed to be cleaned and sanitized, whereas pre-pandemic it wasn't quite the same. I mean, obviously properties are always still cleaned, but sure. it was more on sanitizing every last little thing in the property first. So there's definitely an added layer there, I guess, of cleanliness and knowing exactly what's been sanitized before somebody new comes in. And does that go on the back end as well? So when a client left, you guys had to arrange for sanitizing on the back end as well? It was before, yeah, the next person moves in. Yeah. So same okay. before move in and after. That's still something that the properties wow. need to that, be That changes things in pricing and complexities and making sure you're able to get people in there and timing and stuff? Yes, it does. Some places were leaving, in the beginning at least, they were leaving properties empty for one or two days in between. So they'd have that extra time and so it could sit. So that definitely made a big difference. There was no back-to-back -back booking. So we lose out sometimes on that availability for that couple days. Wow, interesting. And is it? Got, have you noticed since things have kind of calmed down, it's gone back to pre-pandemic or getting that way or getting there yeah. uh, like Sean was mentioning a lot of places still aren't doing tours they still don't want that added layer of having to worry about sanitizing things just for a tour but it's starting to get there I think but don't they have their pictures up online anyway they do not everyone is okay just seeing a picture especially oh. if you're going to be staying there for more than a couple weeks a lot of times it's people who need to be out of their home for two three nine months that this is going to be their home for that period of time. They really want to know what it looks like. And if they have kids, things like that, safety concerns, that's always something that a lot of times they want to see and see if it'll actually work for their family for that long-term stay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'd never, again, stuff you don't think of, right? You know, I just think, hey, you call Mikey, here's the number. They take care of you. You get in a house. And then the adjuster kind of doesn't think about it again, right? Um, so do you speak with adjusters a lot as well? Yeah, so an account manager role, so both of us do the account manager role as well. We are almost in between, like we're dealing with the policyholders as well as the adjuster. So we are between both of them on every single claim that we've got. Yeah, and do you like it? 
Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really like my job. The travel yeah. is opening it up, and I'm not going back, and it doesn't seem like Sean is either, oh, so we cool. definitely love it. Good. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Phil, you'll be glad to hear they're not going anywhere. Um, yeah, no, it's great. No, you guys both look very happy, so I don't know. I, I would assume in L is great. Like the whole, I love the whole philosophy. When I first met Phil, I was like, what a cool industry, you know, like so different. It's kind of like this little niche market that, you know, it's, I think it's really neat. And uh, you guys are technical, like a tech company almost, right? Yeah, the, we also have the tech that supports us as well. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. You guys, obviously, everything's at your fingertips. So when you're talking to people and showing them property, or do you kind of take me through how it goes? Maybe if you can, one of you can kind of take me through when somebody calls in as a customer, how the whole thing starts. What do you do? Oftentimes, we actually don't have that first discussion when an adjuster is coming to us. There's actually a form that we have that they can fill out. We all instantly get notified of that, and Hiram assigns it to the person who's got the time to make that intake call instantly. So a lot of times, we aren't having that first contact with the adjuster. They've submitted our form. They've given us all the details they need to, ALE, if there's a budget, as much details of, with both the family as they have, and then we make that first phone call. and figure out what they do need, where they're located, school districts, where they need to be for soccer practice, all that kind of stuff directly from the policyholder. So you have that conversation with the policyholder, like, hey, your kids are in sports, how many kids? Yep. Do you have a, you know, a pet monkey, whatever it is? Um, and that's all done. And then when you input that, does that start giving you options for places or do you have to start now looking in their area? So our platform does pull up options. It's not always immediate availability though, depending corporate housing sure. and things like that. But we have a system that with the click of a button, we can send it to every supplier that we've got in the area, anyone we've worked with in the past that's close by to that address and instantly send out all the emails saying, here's exactly what we're looking for. Here's the dates. Here's the details about the family. And then we can start getting those options right away because with the click of a button, we've sent it to everyone that we've worked with in the past that might have a property in the area. That's cool. That's really cool. So can it be that, hey, we can get you in here for a couple of weeks, but then we'll get you into your right neighborhood? I'm assuming that happens time to time. Is that right, John? Yeah, that happens most of the time. Um, these people have just had a flood. They've just had a tornado through their house. They just had a fire. They need somewhere ASAP. So we put them, normally start them in a hotel while we find something more suitable for them. Um, but yeah, we can move them from house to house we try not to. Sure. Um, we try to make sure that they're comfortable, set up, and because our account managers are so great, we usually do find the right house for the right family, um, and we don't have to move them around, and, and people do love our service for that. Yeah. Um, but that's normally, yeah, normally it does start in a hotel, just so we can do a really thorough search of the area, make sure that we are getting the best rate for the adjuster who we ultimately work for, um, and make sure that we've exhausted all options to make sure that this is the best for everyone involved. That's really cool. So maybe um, you guys can tell me, we'll, you know, we won't go on forever, but maybe you guys can tell me um, the, the most, not the most interesting, but the best thing you like about MyKey and what you do for your clients. What's the one thing that, you know, makes you feel good? The thing that makes me feel good is that I'm not only helping the insured, but I am helping the adjuster. So we work for the adjusters, and sometimes that gets missed, 
but there's a lot of work that goes into it that, that, that we're relieving them of and that they could trust us and that we will look after them. Um, they fill out a form and then next thing they know, it's like, hey, we've found a house for them. They're all happy and the adjuster's gotta be relieved that, wow, that was, that was a simple process. I filled it out and my clients are ecstatic. Yeah. Um, and then yes, obviously the satisfaction of helping the insured. Um, there's no better feeling than someone who's really, really in need at that time um, to just be there to lean on 24-7, um, to phone them right away. The amount of responses that we get when they're standing beside their house on fire or whatever it is, like, I can't believe you're phoning me already. They feel so lost and they automatically have someone to hold their hand. Um, it's a great feeling. It's uh, a great feeling. Have you ever met one of your customers? I have, I haven't met one. I've had one, like, have my cell phone number. Yeah. Um, just because I like to be in touch with them. I'm like, I'm here, um, and I'll wow. prove that you can have my personal cell phone number and you can reach out to me. Um, and I've got messages after they were done their housing, like, Merry Christmas, Sean. Um, wow, so that really? I haven't met That's them. That's awesome, Sean. Yeah, but it's at Christmas, and I'm like, oh, who is this? And I, I mean, I have it in my phone as a, as a insured has sent me a Christmas message, things like that. So you do have a... You are impacting their lives. Oh, it's, uh, listen, 100% you are. It's a, probably the, one of the worst things that they will go through. Some people obviously lose pets. They lose family members. They lose everything they own. Um, and to have someone that they can really trust that's going to look out for them, uh, they don't forget that. So it's really, it's why I love doing it. Um, and like I said, I, we're helping Mikey be in yeah. a great company. We're helping the adjusters. We're helping uh, insurance and it's, yeah, yeah, it can be a better job. That's awesome. What about yourself, Christy? Now mine's going to be very similar. I feel like that's probably a lot of ours. Is it's yeah. a very fulfilling job is being able yeah. to answer that phone from the beginning, knowing we have the trust of the adjusters as well. They trust that we're going to do the best thing for them as well as the policyholder. And yeah, there's nothing more than when somebody finally gets home and is thanking you profusely for how much we were able to do for them and being that contact and constantly answering whenever they need anything or any kind of concerns. Well, guys, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. It's really good to get to know you guys. Um, I appreciate your time, and uh, I really enjoy talking with people from my key. So thank you very much for being on the podcast today, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll get to see you again soon. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, some great information. Check back in. We're going to be back in about another week or two with some more content, uh, some great stuff coming up with uh, Home Away From Home and MyKey. Thanks, guys, and until next time, stay safe.